0: podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey. This is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host, Danny Rongo, and yes, I am That Oneness Guy. As an author, singer, songwriter, and a podcaster, I continue to share my message of oneness. So let's get right into podcasting. If you've been following along with these podcasts, you know that I like to break it up every now and then. Typically, I'm having my interviews with my friends and other authors and writers and people who are just inspiring to their own degree, which is just lovely. So I like to split it up every now and then. And uh, how I do that is by narrating the chapters of my latest book and the oneness guide called The Ways of Oneness Helping to Navigate Life. That, by the way, is available in a Kindle version on Amazon. But with thanks to my wife, Andrea, who has listened honestly to about hundreds of books in her car through the Audible app, I I recently became just as hooked. And uh, that was the inspiration I needed to start the process of narrating my book. So I started along uh, back, if you recall, in podcast episode number 29, where I read what was the forward the introduction and chapter one which is called Crisis and then I continued along with uh, podcast episode number 32 where I read chapter 2 which was called Hatred and now this all leads me to right here and now where uh, and this is podcast episode number 35 and today I will be reading chapter 3 which is officially titled Death fork and road ahead choose wisely navigating through death and transitioning so sit back pour yourself the beverage of your choice and let me read to you i felt that a good chapter for this book would address how people view when their time in the physical realm has come to an end the majority of our fellow human beings Use the words death and die when relating to that topic. I, for one, do not. Because of oneness, I know that we do not die. I know that spirits never die. We transition. These bodies that we inhabit for this journey will certainly expire, but we do not die. So, to get this party started, let's address the two words in question by looking at their definitions. First, we have death, the noun, which says, The action or fact of dying or being killed, the end of the life of a person or organism. And then you have transition, also the noun, which says, The process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. So those of you who have been following along with blogs and podcasts uh, as that oneness guy, my music or my book, know what I'm about to say in this chapter. That's cool. But like many aspects of oneness, especially how we are now considering how we'll use the ways of oneness to navigate through this topic, it deems repeating. We know that oneness represents the total inclusion of all that is. We know this because we understand that we are not these bodies that we inhabit on this very brief journey in the physical realm. My dear friend Caroline Chang, um, author and podcaster from Awake to Oneness Radio, likes to say that the body is our spacesuit. How perfect and true is that? Just like an astronaut in space needs his spacesuit to survive in space, we need our bodies to survive on this planet. There's no difference. But make no mistake about it, it is not what we are. Like a spacesuit, it is a shell that we can maneuver and reside in while we are here. But for our friends who still hang on to the notion that our bodies represent who and what we are, They use the word death when someone passes away. We do not. I posted the definitions above so you can absorb what each word means. Now, as a spiritual being or someone leaning towards what that might represent, let me ask you something. Which statement resonates with you more? The end of the life of a person or organism or the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another? I would surely hope that this is a layup of a question for you. The key words to focus are ending and changing. Would you rather life end or change? And it's not as if you have a choice here. You, me, all of us are never going to end At some point in time, a time that we all agreed upon before we came into this existence, we will change or transition back to our natural state, that of pure essence and bliss. We will return to the state of energy that vibrates at the highest level, which is love and oneness. I mean, I get it, folks. Coming to grips with a spirituality that defies what our senses tell us is very difficult to say the least. Unless we discover oneness or another version of spirituality that proves how we are more than what our senses tell us, how can we believe that we are spirit? Now this is where you might have to revisit my last book, specifically the chapters that prove that we are thought. What was that? So you don't have the book, and you don't have internet access, so you can't look up my blogs and podcasts? Okay, for you and only you, I'll give a quick recap of that story. Um, It's about being weighed just before you, quote-unquote, die. If you are weighed a minute before you die, and let's say for argument's sake that you weigh 200 pounds, and then you take your last breath, and you pass away, If you get weighed right then and there again, whoever's doing the weighing will find out that you still weigh 200 pounds. The exact same you did when you were clinically alive, now you're clinically dead and you still weigh the same. So what does that tell you? Or what does that tell us? It tells us that whatever constitutes life as we know it is obviously weightless. Okay, Because if you weighed 200 pounds while you're alive, and then you die, and then you still weigh 200 pounds, but your essence, your being is now gone because you have transitioned, then obviously that's the proof that we are spiritual beings. Okay? So, getting back to death versus transition, from the moment we are born and every second that follows, we naturally follow a path that unfortunately takes us away from oneness and our spiritual birthright. We understand why, right? It's because this life in the physical time space reality represents everything that spirituality is not. Mainly that we rely on our senses. And if we can't see, touch, hear, or feel something, then it's out of our perspective world and for all intents and purposes does not exist. So, from that example alone, it is difficult for us to process the idea that we transition. At some point in time, everything that our senses offer us tells us that we will expire, kick the bucket, croak, or die. But I, for one, always carried with me a specific thought, a thought that lingered in my subconscious for quite some time, especially during the early moments of my spirituality. I knew that I was, again, thanks to my guru, Dr. Wayne Dyer, a spiritual being having a human experience. And from that foundation, I came to understand that spirit never dies, that the very essence of who and what I am was thriving long before I made my entrance into the physical world. And that same essence will continue to thrive when I exit this plane. So I started to wonder at an early age if there were ways for us all to experience what our transition would be like. Maybe if there were some way to experience the transition without actually taking our last breath, of course. So here's what I wondered. We know that we are spirit and that our transition will take us directly back to that state of being. So... Is there anything we do while in this physical time-space reality that kind of resembles returning to a spiritual state? Hmm? Come on, let me hear you say it. Yes, we go to sleep every single night. Now, even the most non-spiritual and non-oneness believers out there will attest to a portion of each day where we allow our bodies to fall into a dream-like, a.k.a. spiritual state. Well, what, exact, what exactly happens during that time? We dream. And what does that represent? What is that telling us? It gives us an actual experience or a glimpse of the spirits that we are. We get the chance to revisit our spiritual side every night. In our dreams, we get the chance to experience what it is like to be in our spirit form. We get to visit and speak with loved ones. Sometimes we even get to fly or to execute tasks that are impossible in the physical world, which makes my next point such a truthful one. Why in God's name would we ever be afraid to transition? It is just like falling asleep. It's the same thing. We do it every single night. It's as if God said, here you go. You get a chance to practice your transition every night. And if you're like me, as in someone who loves to snooze, you love taking naps as well. So, as it pertains to how we navigate through this topic of death versus transition, I'm hoping that you're at the stage of your spirituality where you know that you are first and foremost a spirit. Again, we can substitute any words from the Stevels acronym that we choose because they are interchangeable. When we understand that we are these spirits and that we're just inhabiting these bodies, it makes the case for transitioning so much easier. If you're someone who might still be on the fence regarding your acknowledgement as a spirit, I advise you to pick up my last book. I call it A Common Man's Guide to Oneness for very specific reasons. Most of all, because it helps to explain in the most simplistic of ways which will answer all of your questions and confirm your concerns. As I alluded to earlier. We are amid a global pandemic, COVID-19. In a chapter dedicated to helping us understand the difference between dying and transitioning, the timing couldn't be any better. Because of this virus that is taking the lives of people around the world, we have more of a reason to discuss this topic. People are afraid. Some people are terrified. What those people are not realizing is that the very fear that they are exhibiting regarding this virus is only adding to the fear-based consciousness that currently engulfs our world. And from a personal standpoint and due to the law of attraction, they are bringing that fear and potentially that virus to themselves. So much of our population has the same fear that I had when I was a kid. The fear of death. The fear of the inevitable. But at this point of this book, I feel safe to ask you a question. What does that fear stem from? And the answer is the lack of oneness. The lack of understanding that we are spiritual beings that cannot die. The association with only the physical side of our life's journey here on Earth. The believing that our bodies represent what we are. And when they die, we die. I'll have more to discuss regarding this later in a chapter that I'm dedicating to the topic of duality. But right now, there are millions of people around the world simply terrified over what this virus could do to them. Because this is such a delicate topic, I would like to call in some reinforcements that can help by sharing their insightful words. I know that I loved it when I, um, I read similar thoughts on transitioning from, from other authors and spiritual messengers. It's just a part of our human nature. Not that I needed confirmation per se, but to have that extra voice repeating what I have come to know was very comforting. And also, as I've said before, I hope that my words resonate with you. They may or they may not, and I understand that completely. My reasoning for added words and passages from other messages is in case my words don't resonate with you. Pay the tollay ahead. This is a great place to introduce Eckhart Tolle into the conversation. As you may or may not know, Eckhart is a contemporary spiritual teacher who was not aligned with any particular religion or tradition. In his writing and seminars, he conveys a simple yet profound message with the timeless and uncomplicated clarity of the ancient masters. This passage is from his book, Stillness Speaks, where he has a chapter entitled, Death and the Eternal. And I quote, why have most of those who have gone through a near-death experience lost their fear of death reflect upon this i could end the conversation right here for some do we need to convey this topic any clearer you know all too well why those individuals who've had a near-death experience lose their fear of death because they've caught a glimpse of the other side They recognize in that fleeting moment that they've returned to their source. And that source represents all that we are and all that we've ever been. Bliss, love, and oneness. I also like to address this topic from how we view life here in the U.S. or the Western world. Most of you know that we do not view death the way many Eastern cultures do. It is quite obvious to me and that is because we are entrenched in the physical. We place external events and happenings above everything. We make conscious efforts to look without instead of within. Just the fact that we go without instead of within boils down to our false association that our bodies represent our lives. The ego-based thought truly is an illusion. And what's sad is that most of us choose to wait until the last moments of our life to recognize that death, along with our physical nature, is just an illusion. It is typically at that moment when there is no more fear. What I am trying to convey throughout this book of mine and every other platform where I speak about oneness is that we don't have to wait We don't need to wait until our dying day to realize that we are spiritual beings, that we're not born and certainly cannot die, that we can truly optimize our lives here with that knowing. I've said so many times that oneness can remove stress from our lives. Is there any more significant proof of that than knowing that we're not going to die I have a whole chapter coming regarding our ego and its functions while we're in this time-space reality. Just know for now that its primary function is to make us believe that we are separate. Separate from each other. Separate from source. Fuel running low in need of dire straits. I would also like to share additional thoughts on this topic from Dr. Dyer. So many of his books I've touched upon the topic of death and transitioning, but I remember a few specific passages that helped me make the points I'm trying to convey. Wayne Dyer used to speak of the many benefits we get when we view our lives as the noticer. By this, he means when we can view ourselves and our lives from outside of our bodies, Wayne used to describe it as floating above our bodies and looking down at ourselves. This way of looking at our lives is extremely helpful as it gives us the confirmation we need in knowing that we are not our bodies. And when we view ourselves from that perspective, it is impossible to have a fear of dying because what we see is not us. It's not who we are. Wayne would tell us that we don't pass into eternity, that we are already in it, that right now is eternity. Do you get that? What he means is that our lives right now, from me reading these words to whenever you'll be reading them or listening to them, is all part of eternity. Wayne always referred to our time here in the physical as the parentheses in eternity. And that's such a perfect analogy if you think about it. This microsecond of a blip called our lives is nothing more than a hiccup in eternity. What confuses us is how we view time while we are here. We use days, weeks, months, and years as our barometer. But in spiritual terms, that's not the case. We've heard so many masters throughout time reference to live now to be here and now and to live in the moment that is because in this time space reality this is all we have I like to say that everything that has happened is happening or will happen is happening now we understand this when we do see ourselves as the noticer we realize that it is one big now From dinosaurs to Jesus walking the earth to me typing this book and reading it to you and you reading. It's all happening now. I know this is difficult to grasp initially, but coming to terms with oneness and the knowledge that we are spiritual beings just inhabiting these bodies for our journey helps that process. There is so much more regarding time-space reality and our place within it, but for now, I'll leave it at that. Wayne Dyer was a devout student of the Tao Te Ching, the title that has been said to mean The Book of the Way and Its Virtue. People believe the book was written around 600 B.C. It is an important text to Chinese culture and is very important in Chinese philosophy, way of thinking, and religion. This book was written by Lao Tzu, Lao Tzu, also rendered as Lao Zi, and Lao Tse, was an ancient Chinese philosopher and writer. He is the reputed author of the Tao Te Ching, the founder of philosophical Taoism, and a deity in religious Taoism and traditional Chinese religions. The way that Lao Tzu describes us as infinite beings can add to our discussion on how to navigate through death using the ways of oneness. He reminds us that our Tao essence is infinite because it came from the infinite, and that which is real never changes. As we discussed earlier, everything in this world changes. We, in fact, never change. Our bodies most certainly do, but the essence of who we are, our stevels, if you may, never changes. But we as spirits are in this world but are not of this world. Lao Tzu goes on to tell us that when we live in harmony with the Dao, that death is irrelevant, and that when we come to know the truth, there is nothing that we cannot achieve. I grew up learning about just one Abraham. Little did I know. As we discuss death versus transitioning, I recall a video where Abraham discusses how In retrospect, all deaths are a form of suicide. And that is because everything that we experience comes about from our thoughts. And that also includes the expiring of our physical bodies. This was so very cool. First of all, you have to remove yourself from the notion that suicide is some form of sin. I'm not sure how you feel about such things, sins. But if you read my first book, Uh, you'll see a chapter about religion in general and how they created the term to keep us living in fear. To recap, I'll just say that there are no such things as sins. With that out of the way, we can view the word suicide from a much clearer perspective. As we've already discussed, Abraham tells us that everything in our physical time-space reality revolves around the law of attraction, When we have ongoing trends of negative and harmful thoughts, they attract more of the same back to us. This is where dis-ease comes from. We must remember that we emanate from perfect health, and perfect health is our birthright. So when we attract disease to us and allow it to manifest within us, which could eventually take our lives, it is a form of suicide. Another point that Abraham makes along these lines is this, how many of you have sat by a person who was literally on their deathbed? I have, and it unfortunately was my mother. Isn't it odd that at some point in their struggle, when they have finally had enough, that they allow themselves to die? You've seen that, right? It was the same with my mom. Let's get off the road. It's time for a Danny blurb. When I consider the topic of this chapter, my mind immediately goes back to January 18th of 2018. That is the day that my mom transitioned. My mom struggled and fought for more than 18 months before that day. It was so incredibly hard on her and my entire family. When that day arrived, we were all at her bedside, hugging her and telling her how much we loved her. We sat with her crying all day, wondering if each breath was her last. It wasn't until later that afternoon that my mom's older sister, Marie, told her, It's time. Go to Mama, Dolores. And that's when she transitioned. So my point to what Abraham was referring to is justified in my eyes. My mom finally allowed herself to transition. She committed suicide to Abraham's point. I know that this concept will be jaw-dropping for some individuals reading this, but it shouldn't be. And here's why. As we navigate this topic of death versus transitioning by utilizing the ways of oneness... We come to realize, as we've said and will continue to say, that we are energy and that everything we manifest in this time-space reality comes from how and what we think, even our health or lack thereof. It is as well as the demise of our spacesuit and when we transition. That is the beauty of coming to know the powers of oneness and recognizing that we are spiritual beings first and foremost. For quite some time now, it has been and remains my intention that I will leave this physical realm under my terms. I have experienced what it is like to face things that I cannot control, like getting laid off from a job, and I hated the feeling that gave me. As my spiritual journey in oneness has evolved, Over the years, I have worked on not allowing things and events that I cannot control into my being. Sure, I still get sick occasionally. And yes, I still get aggravated at times, but these episodes have been greatly diminished over the years. And after seeing the physical demise of my dear mother and so many others, I have confirmed that I will not exist in this reality in such fashion. When I transition back to my spiritual essence and home, it will be on my terms. Bam! Mic drop. Well, I'll leave it at that for now. I hope what you've just heard helped in understanding my thoughts regarding transitioning. I want what you heard in this chapter to help you understand the difference between death and transition. The ways of oneness will help you navigate between the two words initially, but in time you will know the truth. The truth that we will never die, that we are spirits inhabiting bodies that we use as spacesuits, that we will all just naturally transition back to where we came from at some point in time. It will be as easy and natural as going to sleep. So, thank you again for listening to the podcast I'm calling That Oneness Guy. This has been episode number 35, The Ways of Oneness, audio chapters, chapter three, death. If you've liked what you've been listening to, please take a moment to subscribe to this feed. You can find That Oneness Guy on any and all of your favorite podcasting sites and apps. For my YouTube friends, please subscribe to my channel that includes my podcasts vlogs, and all of my many music videos, interviews, and performances. So please do subscribe. Just search for That Oneness Guy. And for my social media friends, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Again, just search for That Oneness Guy. I issued you to please stay in touch with all things oneness by visiting my sites. For my first book, you can visit IamGodBook.com or you can visit DannyRongo.com and most important thatonenessguy.com. And finally, the book that I am highlighting in these special podcast episodes, my new book of oneness, The Ways of Oneness: Helping to Navigate Life, is now available on Amazon in a Kindle version. So just visit amazon.com and search my book and you will find it. So for now, again, my name is Danny Rongo. I am that oneness guy. Please look for my next show. And please know that I send you, as always, peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste.